Previously on Coming Clean. I'm pregnant! And it's my, my baby. baby! I, Gark Makewood, hate my family! I've got big plans for this town. Big, big plans. Come with us now to a little town called Exposition, Maine. A town where the cranberries are as tart as the wealth disparity is high. Where secrets are buried, but not so deep they can't be dramatically revealed. Where some folks would kill you soon as look at you, sometimes sooner. A small town is full of stories. Stories told by Coming Clean. morning all good morning jolt hey bro hope everyone's ready for the big day oh yes who could forget jolt's big day i want this year's lottery day to be bigger than ever and tell me dear triplet how can you possibly top last year's lottery day you set up a parade and a ball and a carnival and eric estrada cast the first stone are you going to get two guys from the cast of chips maybe eric estrada and mc chris and make it a c-lab 2021 reunion I'm bringing back the beauty pageant. Mom, you dropped your breakfast martini. What's wrong? You can't bring back the pageant, Joel. I won't allow it. Oh, Mom, it won't be like when you were young. The woman's not going to be sacrificed to ensure a bountiful harvest. We have drones now. How would drones ensure a bountiful harvest? They like measure dew points or something. How the hell should I know? I'm not a farmer, and how dare you accuse me of being one? It's not that. They hadn't sacrificed the pageant queen since 78. Okay, so what's your problem? I can't... You'll just have to trust me. That ship sailed a long time ago, Mom. I think we both know that. I guess it's not just Gark who has a beef with Mommy Dearest. But why does the Lottery Day pageant have Shimmy shaking in her chiffon? Oh, Dip, I almost forgot. Last episode, Pappy Bishop, or Don Bishopi of the Maine Mafia, I guess, had a gun pointed at our Dear Tab browser. What's going on with that? You got a lot of nerve coming to me asking for a job to pay for my grandkid. To be fair, I didn't know you were the Don of the Maine Mafia. I always thought you were a worthless drunk. Uh, no offense, sir. Yes, that's what I wanted you to think. Nobody suspects the guy who... Can't string two sentences together. Of being the head of a highly complex criminal organization. So you're not drunk all the time? Hell no. On the contrary, I've been straight edge since my first minor threat show. Boston, the rat, 82. But I've seen you stone drunk at noon on a Tuesday at a christening. Acting, dear boy. I didn't know you were an actor. Or mob boss. Or a hardcore fan. You contain multitudes, Mr. Bishop. Yes, well, you didn't come here to hear my life story. Uh, true. I came here to I ask. crisscrossed the East Coast up and down in a traveling circus. I was born there. And if my father had had his way, I'd have died there. But one night in Athens, I happened to catch a B-52s show. They were electric. Drawing references from surf movies, the fluxists, and the queer underground. The true chosen family. I knew my future was an art punk, not the high wire. I stole a camel, Nefertiti, and I never looked back. Wow. 
Neff and I made our way north, hopping trains and relying on the kindness of some very open-minded truck drivers. We grew very close. I proposed in Cumberland, and she accepted, or at least I think she did. She ate the ring, which seemed pretty definite to me. How romantic? Well, unfortunately, the ring was her undoing. Tore a hole in her lower intestines. She died in my arms. The only vet willing to take our case worked for the main mafia, juicing up ponies for harness racing. And the rest, as they say, is history. I'm sorry, Mr. Bishop. Love taken in its prime is the greatest of tragedies. That in dogs with wheels for legs. So cute, yet so sad. Perhaps I misjudged you, Tabbert. You're not the man I'd have chosen for my daughter. But if I've learned anything in this life, it's that curveballs are going to come. And how you handle them, that's who you really are. I think we can find a place for you in this organization. Oh, I love a parade, don't you? They are tolerable divisions. <laughs> There's that dry British wit, gotta love it. Good morning, and welcome to WEXP's coverage of the 396th Annual Lottery Day Parade. I'm Carol Brandeis Carthesian, and with me is Reginald Duxworth Ainsley Fordshire Third. It's pronounced Daints. And we are here to commemorate, I'm sorry, I'm reading this correctly, the grand old tradition in this town of stoning a goodly and beauteous maiden unto death for the assurance of plenty and succor in the harvest to come. <laughs> I bet you think it's pretty queer for us Yanks to be more steeped in tradition than you folks across the pond, eh, Governor? The comparative tradition-bound mindsets of our respective nations is the least of my qualms. Pip-pip, cheerio, two countries divided by a common tongue, right? Oh, <laughs> we have fun. Have you heard a word I said? This is barbarism. Of course, we haven't killed the Harvest Maiden since the late 70s, but the parade has continued unabated. What was once the grim march of one woman to her death is now a celebration of commerce and the diversity of our town. When I am done with this town, these abhorrent traditions will be a thing of the past. Picture it with me now, a new, purer city arising from the ashes of its former ignominy. Oh, I have big plans for this place. Big, big. Plans. Oh, look, a swan. How wonderful. Yes, the first float of the day has arrived. Sponsored by the Exposition Chamber of Commerce, this swan is made of 1,100,000 bushels of baby's breath. Baby's breath? Why not roses or carnations? White roses? What is the Chamber of Commerce made of? Money? Ooh, and coming around the bend is Big Ben Franklin, made of $100 bills, also sponsored by the Expo Chamber of Commerce. Now I know what you're thinking, Wrench. That right after you said the Chamber of Commerce wasn't made of money, a float literally made of money appears? That you're used to Big Ben being a clock, but this time it's a man! Actually, Big Ben is the bell, and I am aware of Benjamin Franklin. He didn't like your folk much, but he loved French whores! Who doesn't? <laughs> too true, too true. Would you zip me up? Sure thing. Gee, good thing this pageant isn't happening next month or you wouldn't be able to fit in your dress, what with the baby and all. Hippa, shh. 
Nobody is supposed to know I'm pregnant. Sorry. Aren't you bound by doctor-patient confidentiality? Oh yeah, I, I always forget about that. Uh, can I make it up to you by telling you who in town has herpes? Ew, no. Don't say ew. Herpes is incredibly common and not a big deal. Ladies, looking good. How are the preparations going? Everything shaved and tucked and whatnot? What do you think we're tucking, you creep? Get the fuck out. Mom thinks this pageant is a bad idea, but I say, what could be wrong with a little healthy competition between some lovely ladies? Stop trying to put women in competition with each other. Yeah, everyone in town knows I'm going to win, so this is really cruel to Hippa and the other one. My name's Jenny! Not my problem. What do you mean, everyone in town knows you're going to win? Well, it's just always been that way. I'm the prettiest girl in town, no contest. Yes, it is a contest. It's this contest. I'm sick of living in your shadow. Me too. Shut up, Jilly. It's Jenny. You always get your way. Get everything you want. Get everything I want. Well, not today, sister. Anyone can win Lottery Queen. Yeah, anyone. Not you. Meow. The claws are coming out. Maybe Shimmy Makewood was right about this pageant. Maybe it does only lead to heartbreak. I'm telling you, this pageant only leads to heartbreak. If you say so, Mama. I do say so. I'll keep on saying it until someone listens to me. I'm listening, Mama. I meant someone important. Oh. It was the beginning of the end for me and your father, that pageant. I thought you met father at Lottery Day. In our case, the beginning of the end was at the beginning of the beginning. Our love was doomed from the start. As Shimmy Makewood remembers how she got that last name, we travel back into the dark, distant past of 1989. A time of action comedy sequels, the waning influence of the Memphis School of Design, and legal rape within a marriage. Seriously, they didn't figure that shit out until the 90s. I'm telling you, Carl, it's over between us. Nobody tells Carl Makewood when it's over. Carl Makewood always calls the shots. Always! I'll burn this hotel business center to the ground with you in it before I let you go. <laughs> Behold, Sylvia Makewood, nay Jeffries. New addition to the Lobster Springs social scene. Anyone who's anyone in Maine vacations here, and Carl Makewood is most certainly someone. Just ask him. Pull yourself together, Shimmy Jeffries. You did not claw your way out of the Knoxville gutter to be set on fire by your husband. That's some Yankee shit. If anyone thinks they're a bigger monster than you, they've got another thing coming. Alt dot perfect murder. Aha! That's it! Who's there? Look, I'm sorry. Arguing over who's going to set fire to who is no way to spend a honeymoon. To whom? God damn it! What I mean to say is, I'm sorry. Can we let bygones be bygones and just be married again? My hometown is having a beauty pageant and I'm supposed to judge. Beauty pageant? Hmm. I guess we could give it another go. Here they are, the ladies of Lottery Day. Aren't they so pure? Don't they look smart? Okay, Belle, focus. Everybody knows you're the prettiest girl in town with the best personality and bounciest hair and even bounciest tits. As long as nobody finds out you're pregnant, this is in the bag. And nobody is going to find out that you're pregnant because you only told Tab and Trish, and Hippa, and your dad, and your haunted doll, 
and that random lady at the laundromat, but that's it. Your secret is safe. And what, dear lady, qualifies you to be our lottery maiden? Well, I'm a really good doctor. I treat everybody in town, like Chase Carmody, who just got over her scabies, or Diane, who isn't syphilitic anymore, thanks to me, and Belle, whose unplanned, unmarried pregnancy I'm handling with the utmost sensitivity. <gasps> Oops. Hippa, how could you? <laughs> order, order, that's it. Pageant's over. There will be no lottery made in this year. What? What? There's no lottery day queen. What about the cross? I'm outraged at this turn of events. This town needs a maiden. God damn the Makewoods. I hate the Makewoods. I hate that slut Belle Bishop. Gosh, how will Belle fare now that her secret is out? And why is HIPAA always violating HIPAA? Who taught her how to be a doctor? And just what exactly happened at the last Lottery Day pageant in 1989 that has Shimmy Makewood spooked so? Is it done? Yes, and I don't think your son suspects a thing. And what was that all about? Reginald in cahoots with Shimmy Makewood and the main mafia? Those two factions hate each other. How can this new curve from across the pond be playing both sides? To find out, tune in to next week's Coming clean. You've been listening to Coming Clean, an extremely serious radio drama. Written and produced by Bethy Squires, that's me, with title music by Zach Nichols, starring Steph McCann as Belle Bishop, Thomas Grabinski as Pappy Bishop, Casey Rosario as Shimmy Makewood and Tab Browser, Zach Mason as the Makewood Triplets, Rob Warner as Reginald Daines III and Detective Aladdin Vegas, Meredith Dillon as Hippolyta Lee, and Andra Whipple as your narrator. Additional voices by Catherine Risk, Nico Brancolini, Colin Jenkins, and Bethy Squires. That's me. Sound effects and additional music by Colin Jenkins and Bethy Squires. That's me. No haunted dolls were harmed in the making of this radio serial.